Llegó la venta en Vuelve la Alegría de JCPenney. Completa tu lista de regalos y ahorra 25% extra con el cupón de esta semana. O ahorra hasta 80% en joyería fina con ofertas Redbow después del cupón. Visita Sephora dentro de JCPenney y encuentra las marcas de belleza y perfumes que les encantan. Y aprovecha y entrega tu auto. Juntos en celebración y paz. JCPenney. Ofertas válidas del 20 al 24 de diciembre. Aplican condiciones y exclusiones. Sephora se excluye de los cupones. Detalles en la tienda o jcp.com. Curling fans, as America's best curling teams prepare to compete on the world stage, you've come to the one place with everything you need involving USA Curling. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson. Get ready for everything that you need to know. News, interviews, points of view, anything involving Team USA forming and the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea for Team USA Curling is found here. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson and the 12th In Sports Network crew powered by Isagenix. Welcome into the Extra Extra In podcast with the 12th In Sports Network, powered by Isagenix, Price Atkinson, and my man Joe Calabrese, back for episode nine this week, inching ever so close, Mr. Calabrese, to the Olympic trials in Omaha. We will be there in, honestly, now we're in a matter of days. Yeah, as you're, if you're getting the on the release of our podcast I'll, I'll be traveling out one week from today so i'm very excited uh can't wait to get out there and uh bring the curling action to everybody uh at home uh for uh the round robin portion of the trials we'll talk a little bit about that later yeah i'll be with uh, i'll be about a day behind you and ba as you guys uh go ahead and grease the skids and, and get everything ready and start setting up shop and i can't wait to roll in on friday a week from tomorrow as this podcast debuts but again the podcast the extra extra in you can listen to back episodes we got eight full ones in addition to this one which would be nine so a ton of great curling talk content interviews news notes we got it all covered joe as we lead you up to the olympic trials the united states olympic trials baxter arena omaha nebraska november the 11th through the 18th an absolutely gorgeous arena but as we mentioned, just days away, just let you know, you can listen to us, subscribe on iTunes, go to your uh, smartphone, Apple Pod, the Apple Podcast app. Had somebody ask me the other day, what if I don't have an iPhone? Well, if you got an Android, real easy. The Stitcher app is another great place. You can download the Stitcher app to any smartphone, uh, your, your smartphone, and just search the Extra Extra in Podcast right there. It is that simple iTunes, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, and of course, Google Play, and Joe, T-E-S-N.us forward slash podcast. You can listen, listen to everything there. Plus, you can sign up for our giveaways right there online, my friend. Yeah, this week we've got a pretty cool one. Uh, the School of Rock giving away an introductory membership. We'll talk a little bit about that in a little while, but it's uh, online curling instruction for uh, beginners to experts. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Hey, uh, Price, I, you mentioned we, you know, we go back and check out those uh, past interviews. We've interviewed every team that's going to be at the trials, and uh, I do want to mention, uh, I want to thank Jessica Schultz for filling in for me last week. She did a great job. Uh, thanks so much, Jess, for uh, helping out. Yeah, had some, had a lot of fun with Jess last week. It was good to have her on, and you know, I said, look, don't go stealing Joe's job, but you, uh, you, you, you record a mean podcast, Jess, and really excited about her. Her new Facebook page uh, that we tweeted out and Facebooked out, and certainly her uh, her new blog that you can also check out as well. 
Yeah, you know, she's welcome anytime on the podcast. You know that, Bryce. Oh, and, she's, uh, I told her, standing invitation. I told her that. I said, Jess, we got a standing invitation around your – you have a standing invitation around your busy schedule. You just tell me when and where. That sounds real good, Price. Yeah, I can't wait to see her. She's going to, I think, hang out maybe with us maybe Wednesday night, uh, midweek at the trials in Omaha. So we will have a full-time Jessica Schultz time while we're out there. I can't wait to break bread with her and have some fun. But we're going to have some fun here on this episode. Again, episode 9 of the Extra Extra In, presented by Isogenics. And here's what we got. Our last trials interview, Joe, as you just mentioned, we got one more team to go. John Schuster, Tyler George. We're going to talk with the the guys from Team Schuster coming up here in the next segment. We're going to get the lay of the land from them, how they feel you know, about ne- making another run uh, to the Olympic Games. Certainly John Schuster going for his fourth. And just uh, a really laid-back, candid conversation. And I'm, I'm surprised we didn't go completely off the rails in that interview because we were starting to talk basketball. We were just starting to talk about all kinds of things as those guys love sports. And, and generally, they just like to talk, Joe. Yeah, you know, whenever you get Tyler uh, George in a room with John Schuster, you're going to uh, find it pretty hard to get any words itch-wise. But, uh, you know, they, those guys are a lot of fun. And uh, they were very, very candid about uh, how they feel about uh, their position going forward in, the, in this particular trials and uh, as it relates to USA Curling in general. I think the, it was a really revealing interview, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun for people. Yeah, and, and, and I won't spoil, certainly spoil anything. But, you know, as Tyler George said, you know, we're not out to just go win nationals. We're not out just to go win the trials. We're out to go to the Olympic Games and stand on the podium. And, and he was real frank about it, and both of them were. And it was just a really, really great, candid interview conversation that I think everybody listening right now, stay tuned in that next segment. You're going to really enjoy because these guys, while they didn't have the, the best of weekend, and that will kind of transition right there to talk about this past weekend, is pretty much everybody kind of wrapping up uh, their competition schedule before we go to the trials, taking a weekend off before heading to Omaha. But, you know, Schuster and those guys, and along with Jamie Sinclair's rink, they were up at the Masters in Lloyd Minster. And, you know, Sinclair, they, they started a little bit slow like John Schuster did, but Schuster, he finishes one and three. But Jamie Sinclair, they make a run, they win the tiebreaker, and, boy, they find themselves in the quarterfinals, Joe. A nice run for Jamie. Yeah, you know, uh they did start off a little bit slow, but then you know, they make the quarterfinals in this in the Masters. Uh, they wind up losing in an extra end in the uh, quarterfinals to the eventual champion Jennifer Jones. Uh, so it's a pretty good weekend for the Sinclair rink, and you know they've just slowly continued to put up great results. And I, I think that their 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 success at uh, the trials, uh, should they be our representative, is going to be directly linked all the way back to February when they won the U.S. Nationals and then went on to that Champions Cup and uh, qualified there. And, you know, they just had a really good season. Yeah, I, they like you said, I, I couldn't have said it better as, you know, the, going back to Nationals in February and just a springboard to their their season, not getting to go to Worlds, but they went to, uh, you know, Champions Cup and, and did well there. And I, I, how would you rate, if you were to rate the Sinclair rank, how would you grade them from, I guess let's rate them from 1 to 10. How would you rate their fall season, Joe? Boy, you know, uh, if I was giving them a letter grade, it might be like a, a a B plus, A minus, yeah. probably like an eight and a half, nine out of 10. You know, they, they've done really, really well. They, they wound up 
being the undefeated champion at the Shorty Jenkins Classic back in September. Uh, they made the quarterfinals at the uh, Curler's Corner on Autumn Gold. Again, they, they made the uh, quarterfinals here in this, in this slam. Uh, they made the semifinals in a Tier 2 slam earlier this year in Regina. Um, I just think that they've had a lot of success. Um, you know, how that's going to translate into the trials, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, the, I, I would say, you know, they're one or, you know, 1A or 1B uh, out of these three teams. Uh, you know, you look at Nina Ross' team, they, they have every reason to believe uh, as well. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I think that they have every reason to believe that they can, they're going to pull this out um, and, and be the uh, representatives uh, in South Korea. Yeah, and you mentioned Nina Ross' rank. I mean, you were, you were off last week, but we certainly talked a whole lot about it and having Nina and Eileen Geving on last week. But, you know, kind of appropriate, we have their interview and they go out and win the Canadiens Women's Classic uh, up there in Manitoba, and they move into the top ten order of merit with that huge win for them. So where would you put, say, Nina Ross' team on a scale of 1 to 10 with how they played this fall, Joe? You know, I think, again, I think you're looking at, like, an A-. minus. I mean, they had – um, you know, they had a rough tier two uh, tour challenge slam back in September. They had a, a rough opening uh, session at the Arctic Cup. They went 0-3 there. But really, ever since then, they've uh, built on success after success. And they, they wind up losing a couple games to Holman in, in events that they qualified in. But then they go in, they go 8-1 and beat uh, Hasselborg in the finals uh, of that uh Canadiens Classic a couple weeks ago. You know, Hasselberg is number two in the order of merit, um, and I think that this win is vaulted Roth up into the top ten of order of merit. I think she's number ten. Yeah, and, and not to be outdone is is both Nina Roth and Corey Christensen. I believe they were at the uh, Gord Carroll Curling Classic this past weekend, Joe. And you know, Corey uh, like Nina and company, they both go two and two uh, there in in the goal. Gord Carroll Curling Classic. Say those G's and C's that many times. Yeah, that's a rough one. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know they did. They did wind up two and two. Christensen. Uh, they wound up. They had actually lost to Roth in the event seven to one. So it yeah. sort of uh, Roth sort of took care of business in that particular game. But you know, as we remember back to the 2017 Nationals. Christensen didn't make the playoffs, but her wins came against both Roth and Sinclair. So uh, I think they have every reason to believe that they can compete at this uh, event as well. And, uh, you know, they may be the young team, but, you know, I think that they have to forget about expectations here. This is their chance. There's no reason for them not to try to, uh, to make this happen for themselves and get to South Korea. Yeah, and on the men's side, let's let's pivot over that way and, and, and touched on it. John Schuster up at uh, you know the second slam, one in three, not the best weekend, and and I don't think that you know I think they would say I you know we're still going to be fine going into uh, the Olympic trials, but you know at the same time you do have want to have a little bit better taste in your mouth, but I don't think this past weekend really going to have any kind of effect whatsoever on Team Schuster as they get ready to take the ice there at Baxter Arena, Joe. Yeah, you know, they've had sort of kind of an up-and-down season so far. You know, they, they made the final their first event uh, of the year. And uh, they qualified in the quarterfinals of the Tier 1 Tour Challenge Slam in September. Um, but ever since then, it was, it's been sort of shaky. And yeah. uh, while they beat Brown at the Shorty Jenkins Classic, they went 1-3 and three in Saskatoon. Um, they did make a quarterfinal a couple weeks back. But again, this 1-3 and three record at the Masters. 
what I would say about Schuster's team is they're playing a little bit higher level of competition than the than the other four teams. So yeah. they're, I would suspect that their record is going to be a, a you know slightly worse than the others. Um, but I do think that they have every reason to believe they've they they've dominated at nationals uh, last year against these same teams for the most part. And I don't see any reason why they shouldn't believe. And and I think you'll hear it in that interview that we have coming up just how much they believe. Yeah, no doubt about it. And let's look also on the men's side this past weekend uh, up at the Huron Oil Heritage Classic and, you know, up across north over the border. How about Brady Clark making a run to the finals, dropping a close one against uh, Glenn Howard and company, just a really nice run, falling 5-3. to three. Not, yeah, not for consolation points, Joe, but I tell you, that's, that's exactly how you want to be rolling into the Olympic trials with, with Team Clark taking Howard down to the end. Yeah, you know, uh, they have just had a really solid season overall. They've only uh, missed one uh, playoff uh, in any of the events that they've been so far uh, this season. And, uh, you know, they've, they've played some pretty solid events. They were in the quarterfinals in Saskatoon. Uh, they lost uh, a quarterfinal in St. Paul to Craig Brown. And again, this past weekend, they, they take a run all the way up to the finals against Glenn Howard, and they, and they represented very, very well. You know, I just think that they have to continue doing what they're doing. They're they're just a really solid team. They, when you hear the interview from a few weeks back with Brady and Greg Persinger, you can see that they're they're in a right frame of mind to make a good run. Yeah, we should touch on that. Uh, Heater McCormick, those guys were also uh, there up at uh, uh, the Oil Heritage Classic, and uh, they didn't make the playoffs, Joe. But Todd Burr found himself in the quarterfinals, where they fell too. Brady Clark in that one of those quarterfinals, six to two. Yeah, you know, you look at Heater and you know Sarnia is his, his home, so yeah. to speak, and so you know you probably expected him to maybe do a little bit better. They wound up two and three. They lost to Brown. Um, they've sort of had an up and down season all year. You know, they were the the Curly Night in America team, so they got a chance to play in that Baxter Arena back in August. So they're going to be uh, well prepared when it comes uh, next week. Uh, you know, look at Todd Byrne. You know, they. This past weekend, I think, might have been their first event with Hunter Clawson. It was either first or second event. Um, and they lose to, to Brady Clark in the quarterfinals. But I think that's a pretty good sign of uh, things to come for that team. Um, they got to quickly figure out how to best use uh, this new asset they have. And uh, once they figure that out, I think they're going to be uh, a team to reckon with. Yeah, also to mention, too, if I have it right, I think I, the way it, it, it shook out there in Sarnia that Heater McCormick and Clint Howard, they were doing battle on that final draw. And I believe McCormick had to win that game against Howard to make the playoffs. And they give up two, leading four to three, going into the final end. They give up two to Howard in that final end. And that's what gets Glenn Howard over the finish line and keeps Heater McCormick out of the playoffs, Joe. Tough way to finish, but. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, let's go ahead and get out of here. When we come back, Team Schuster, Tyler George, John Schuster, great conversation with those guys coming up here next on the Extra Extra In podcast. And also here in a little bit, I caught up with several of the curlers. I was in New York City earlier this week, actually yesterday to be exact, uh, for the 100 Days Out event with the USOC presented by Hershey's right in Times Square. You talk about Olympics, you talk about uh, all things Team USA. That's exactly what it was right there in Times Square, just 100 days out yesterday from the opening ceremonies. 
and start of the Winter Olympics in South Korea. So we'll have that for you here in just a little bit. Conversation, just some fun uh, sounds from there in downtown New York City here, just a little bit in the on the Extra Extra podcast with the 12th in Sports Network, powered by Isagenics. Hotshots Curling Camp is pleased to introduce the School of Rock, an online curling college with training sessions that will make you a better player and competitor. Schoolofrock.ca will be launching this winter. Based on 20 years of experience developing world-class curriculum and staging curling camps in Canada and the U.S., School of Rock will be using webcasting technology to train and coach curlers from all over the world. Presenters will be world-renowned coaches, world and Olympic champions, elite players, and instructors from the Hot Shots Curling Camps and other national and international camps. And for a small group of School of Rock VIP members, a coach will be assigned to provide one-on-one virtual coaching throughout the curling season. To enter for your chance to win an introductory membership to the schoolofrock.ca, all you have to do is go to www.tesn.us slash podcast and click the win widget in the upper right-hand corner of the page. Thanks to the schoolofrock.ca for their support. Welcome back into the Extra Extra In podcast here. Bryce Atkinson here, and we're going to talk with members of Team John Schuster, his rink, and it's going to be John Schuster, the man himself, three-time Olympian, and Tyler George. What's going on, guys? How are we doing, Bryce? We're doing good. <laughs> Come on, John. You're a man hey, of many man. words uh, yeah. over there. No, let's uh, let's ask us some questions, man. Well, I guess really going into the, you know with the fall here, and what's the summer and fall like been like for you guys? Because you know clearly a short summer, an Olympic year, something you clearly know all about, Tyler. You've been down this road before preparing for Olympic trials yourself. It's a short summer if you even had a summer. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was definitely a short summer, especially for uh, for me. I was we got done curling just right before May first at the Champions Cup, and. Uh, had a little break, but was back around the curling ice again. My Sarah, my wife, mm-hmm. <laughs> decided to play a summer spiel and uh, in June, and then had uh, went and played the summer spiel down in Hollywood, down the Blockbuster, and uh, yeah, and then we had Matt's wedding the weekend after that, and so there was we're in mid July, and before you know it, our first camp was the first weekend in August. So it was uh, extremely short summer away from curling, but um, you know I got a lot of stuff done uh, even throughout that. Yeah. And uh yeah, it was it was a very good summer for me. Yeah. Yeah, July was I think the only month that was, uh, I didn't have anything curling related going on. Uh so, you know, that's kind of time to take care of work and get away from things for a little bit too, but uh you're never really away from it uh in the Olympic year. Right. You know, you got that around the corner, you're always thinking about it anyway. So, everything you're doing in some way shape or form is still prepping you for the fall too. So, yeah. so I hesitate to say that it really even was an off season. You know, it's just kind of all doing things that are still getting you ready for uh, November uh, all through the summer. Yeah, and, I, you know, certainly congratulations to both you guys on another national championship. And But going to Worlds, I know it was was it Team Switzerland that just seemed to uh, – there was a roadblock in, in the name of Switzerland at Worlds this year, and you guys had them a couple times. It was just one shot here, one shot there at, the, at Worlds, and at that level you just can't make those mistakes. Yeah, you know, every now and then you have a, have a team that – for some reason, you just can't get um, anything going against. I think for me, you know, playing on the tour back, you know, looking before Ty teamed up with us, I mean, in yeah. our country, that was constantly this guy. So to get this guy onto our team. But I don't think we can bring the Swiss guys onto our team, so we're going to have to uh, figure those guys out. But um, luckily, uh, you know, we're going to get a chance. We've, you know, see those guys a lot before um, potentially 
hopefully seeing him at the Olympics. Yeah, it seemed like Nicholas Adin was a guy you kind of wanted to see more of and see less of Switzerland, right? Yeah, I don't think there's too many guys in the world that would make that statement. Exactly. But uh, that's absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, you always hear athletes say on yeah. TV when they ask them big events, who, who would you like to see? You know, and, and nobody's ever really honest about it, but if we were going to yeah. be honest, absolutely, we wouldn't have minded seeing Nicholas just because, look at the numbers, you know. We've had a lot of success against them for whatever reason. They they haven't been at their best against us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we kind of ran into the same thing against uh, Benoit uh, at the Worlds. Uh, team gets confident against you, and, and he played fantastic all three games, really. And it wasn't so much that they didn't give us any openings mm-hmm. or that they were flawless, but just whenever they needed any kind of big shot, yeah. uh, they made them. And sometimes you just got to tip your cap. I don't, I don't think any of the guys really felt – too awful. I mean, the first game we played them, ice was a big issue. Yeah, it was really the only time all week, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, they handled a little bit better than than we did to their credit. And then the other two games, uh, just yeah, every time there was a big spot and they needed a shot, they made it. And mm-hmm. the, and you you just uh, you just kind of say, hey, you know, they yeah. they had it that day, and, uh, and and you don't look back with too many regrets. You just you know tip your cap and move on. Yeah, no doubt about it. So we're talking with Tyler George and the man John Schuster, finishing third at Worlds in 2016, then fourth this past year. Is there a mental hurdle at all? I mean, not that you need to know that you can compete with the world's best. I mean, you get on the podium in 2016, guys, but I guess unfairly sometimes you're judged by what you do at the Olympic Games. Does that just show you, though, that what you've done at Worlds, look, this, we can do this here. It's just a matter of doing it at the Olympics. Yeah, it's it's funny you should ask that. You know, this summer I kind of sat back and looked and mm-hmm. went back through all my world championship appearances and um, – you have to look back to my first one I ever played in 2003 where we weren't either in the playoffs or in a tiebreaker to get yeah. into the playoffs. So um, I definitely think uh, getting back to the Olympics this year would uh, I definitely mentally and, and the way I handle the way I do things is I'm going to prepare differently because yeah. world championships have been generally, you know, successful. Obviously, you know, we're not staying atop the podium, but um, have been good experiences and Olympics have been the other way. So yeah. I'm definitely going to, you know, get, if we get back to the Olympics, uh, manage that differently mm-hmm. heading into February. And, and you mentioned different. What What is different? Preparing and managing. What is that? I mean, you've been there. And what is it? You know, Tyler, hop in here. I mean, what? How are? You, how is the preparation going to be different? I still have to let John field the Olympic <laughs> questions for the time being. But I really for hope you're asking being. me again in November. That'd be great. But uh, with regard to just getting ready for world competition, period. Yeah. Um, there's a whole, uh, been there, done that factor for us. I know for me personally, um, you know, up until 2010, uh, on the men's stage, at least it wasn't something that I'd had experience with. And then Mm -hmm. got a taste of that with, uh, Pete Fenson. And now with this team that we had, I mean, it's just, you know, you hesitate to say that it's become the norm, but I mean, with, with being there three years in a row, uh, it's a comfort factor for sure. Uh, and I, I personally don't look at prepping for the Olympics, any different than I do for the world championships because we've been successful on that stage. You know, obviously the the goal is to get the gold, but uh, really all you can do, you know, when you're playing against the best teams in the world is put Mm -hmm. yourself in a position where you're there. If you're in the final four, you got a chance. And what we've done in prepping for each world championship, even with the struggles we had last year on tour, you know, we're, our goal was still to peak at the right time. We took a little bit longer to do that than we liked. uh, But we still got to that point and Mm -hmm. having gone through, uh, a lot of adversity last season, you yep. know, even over the course of the last three years, but especially last year, uh, it was the best thing for us because yeah. it really showed us, you know, no matter what position we're in, in the end, we're going to be the team that's there. Right. And whatever we're doing, 
uh, you know, prior to the world championships, it, there's going to be some things we tinker with, obviously, and John will have a lot of experience. He can call on for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, most of the prep that we'll do, uh, leading up to the Olympics, mm-hmm. uh, will be the same things that we've done to get ourselves into the final four the last three years. Yeah. This team has been together for a little while now and built out of the remnants of the original high performance, you know, what has this team had to do to, you know, maybe overcome some challenges and obstacles in your way to get where you are preparing for the trials? You know, I don't know that we ever saw anything as an obstacle. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like we started off outside of the, the high performance bubble and uh, and played our way into it. And I think the the main obstacle at the beginning was to okay know that everybody now it's required to put in this work. So mm-hmm. you know we're gonna definitely go and and maybe you know work a little bit harder. I mean, not that it's <laughs> we're incredibly hard already, but yeah. but I mean the bar is now so high and to and so for us to have a successful season to kick that off and then basically just build upon where we finished our first season outside of the program together and then um, and proceed on with being in the program and, and having that extra, mm-hmm. you know, a few extra bodies and minds around to help us and, um, and really, you know, help us, you know, achieve, you know, our best mm-hmm. is, uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been an interesting process. I guess ob- obstacles isn't the, the, the word for it. It's maybe if or what has this team had to overcome anything? Yeah. Uh, it's it's a tough question to answer because mm-hmm. when we when we first put the team together, uh, I know when John and I sat down and talked about it, you know, it was something that you know you always have in the back of your mind. Like if we ever actually decided to stop beating the hell out of each other mm-hmm. and and put a team <laughs> together, you know, what could we do? And people, you know, think you know, can two uh, guys like that, you know, that have been at yeah. that position forever, can they actually coexist? And mm-hmm. I don't think that was ever really a question. Uh, you know, for us, I think, you know, when you have the same goal, you just do what you have to do to get yeah. there. And we've known each other forever. We know each other inside and out. So uh, I think it was actually more that it was like a, it was a comfort level. Like we knew the talent we had starting out on this team. It was just a matter of putting it together. And it was never an us versus HP thing. Sure. It was never, a, you know, throw a team together. Let's see what happens type of thing. It was, well, we know what kind of talent we have organized. Yeah. If we put the work in, we're going to do well. Yeah. And I don't think that changed when we joined HP either. Uh, the personality of the team didn't change any. Uh, I think the guys that were involved knew this is our team. You know, yeah. we don't need to monkey with this. We know what we're doing here. We're going to look to you guys for whatever help we can get. But um, our, uh, our preparation has changed definitely over the right. last three years. But uh, when you're talking, what have we had to overcome I think it was it was more outside the United States. Yeah, you know, we we know what we had. We've played these teams, God knows how many times yeah. in the U.S. We know what we're capable of doing. We're not looking to figure out how we can win a national championship every year, Price. That's sure. not our goal. Yeah, our goal is to get on the podium at the Worlds and now the Olympics. Yeah. So when you're prepping for that, when you're playing in the top tournaments around the world, when you're playing in slams, you're, and you're measuring yourself against the best, even if you get your tail handed to you a few times, it's the best thing for you. And we yeah. all did it coming through men's in the U.S. too. But if if we're talking obstacles, the biggest ones are are the ones that are the farthest away. You know, when we're when we're crossing the border, when we're playing against the Canadians, when we're playing in slams. Yeah. And you know, if you do those things, if you're playing against the best, you're measuring yourself against the best, then the U.S. championships take care of themselves. Yeah. You're already prepared for that, and then you're moving on to something bigger. So, uh, I I think that's something that. U.S. teams have started to look at a lot more seriously over the last few years, and I think, you know, to be honest, we've had a lot to do with that because we've been on that stage so many times now with those those slams and playing against the best that 
I think it's showing teams this is what you have to do in order to get to the top. Don't worry about beating the guys in your own borders. You know, just right. go and play against the best all the time, and, and the rest takes care yeah. of itself. And again, we're talking with Tyler George, John Schuster. Certainly they're ranked, joined by Matt Hamilton and John Landsteiner in their fifth Joe Polo. And, you know, John, you're going for the, your fourth straight Olympics. I know it never gets old. The Olympic experience, that is something that will never get old. But, you know, going through this trials, this this pressure, this preparation, what is it any different than when you started? Oh, I think it's uh, it's much different. Um, it's, you know, I... Now, now that this is our fourth year together as a team, it's actually the longest I've been with four guys continuously in my entire career. You're doing something right up. this time. Well, I no, think. it's no. I, I did. We did a lot of right stuff before too. Yeah. Um, but truthfully, um, I, I definitely whether it be the the guys that we're stepping the ice with, the work we put put in over the, you know, the body of work we put in over right. the last three years, or you know, even where I'm at in my life, you know, having a, you know, wife and a couple of kids and and seeing the big picture of of the world and being in a place where honestly of, uh, of personal like happiness and comfort that I know that, you know, I don't need, I don't need an Olympic trials win or an Olympics to, uh, to feed that anymore. And I think that takes a lot of the pressure off. And, uh, you know, I think everybody on our team is, you know, in a similar place where they're, you know, happy where they're at and, and content in their lives. And I think that makes it when you step on the ice, you realize we're playing a game and, uh, how lucky we are to, you know, be be able to step on the ice and play a game and have some fun with it. Yeah. All right. And Tyler's vice skip, what do you bring to this team? Because having a skip like John, who's demonstrative in his calls, he's, you know, he's confident, you know, there's a, a being a vice skip, it takes a lot to, to be in that position, especially, you know, on this team, because you've got some very strong personalities, but at times it's relaying the message to the front end guys. Sometimes it's firing your team up, you know, as a vice skip. Talk about your role on this team. Well, any any vice skip's responsibilities uh, start with making sure that uh, the the team's all on the same page because you are the go-between. You're the only guy that's consistently talking to all three members of the team. Uh, boy, what do I bring? Um, I don't know. I, I guess it's just a, a a calm head for the team. You know, we got a a fireball at second and a guy that yeah. doesn't speak a whole lot at lead and a, a skip that's willing to speak. I think that's kind of an understatement at, at lead, right? Yeah, I mean, I've never heard maybe about three words at one yeah, time. That's, Lance, he'll when he speaks up, we know it's time to listen. That's yeah. a good thing. But but that's kind of what we need from that spot too. You know, you you hope that one through four you have. Uh, guys that fill their role well yeah. that know their job on the team and that's not always the same thing in every position you know sometimes your lead's the guy that's the talker and gets everybody going but <clears> you, you don't want two of each or uh two of the same thing yeah. i should say at the front end you know two big talkers or two guys that don't say anything yeah. you know uh and as the third i think usually you're the person that's supposed to try to give a little bit of everything mm-hmm. um i'm kind of hesitant to say you know what i think i bring sure but uh any any third that's worth their salt should say that they <laughs> go out there and try to make everything possible so their skip doesn't have to do it and uh that's that's kind of how i see my main job is just go out make whatever he tells me to make and uh if we need to figure a shot out every once in a while, he knows that he can uh, he can trust what I have to say. We agree nine times out of ten at ninety nine out of ten or a hundred, uh, usually with uh, with most shots throughout yeah. the game. But but I think we have a rapport uh, when you talk about me and John that if somebody says something and they're emphatic about it, then they get a pretty good idea of what they're talking about, and we yeah. trust each other with that. Yeah, I think I think I actually lean on him a lot early and ends. Uh-huh. I think uh, you know, like I said, you know, we talked about 
you know, DeCruz and whatever, and I you know, remember playing against him, and it seemed like always we were trying to figure out – we always felt like we had our backs against the wall, like, early in ends. And so that's where I think, like, now on our team, like, as we're, you know, playing lead shots and getting into second stones, that's where I'm yelling down the ice and being like, this is my thought. Like, you know, that's where I'm trying to get his input because I think that's where, you know, we're highly successful when – when we're getting his mind involved earlier in ends and uh, and really getting hopefully putting some teams behind the eight ball because we got the guys that can yeah. make the shots. So yeah, I I think um, you know especially when you talk about having you know two skips come together play on a team you don't mm-hmm. really take you take the skips mentality away as uh, the guy running the game yeah but you don't take uh, the thought process away yeah so I'm still going through the end the same way that John's going sure. through it. And I still talk to him about the shots that were playing the same way as I would if I was skipping. Right. But I'm still doing it a way where I'm making sure he knows he's got the call and he knows whatever he's comfortable with. You know, that's what we're going to do. But we talk to each other about the shots like we're both skipping the same game, I think. Right. So, ask you about Lane. Let's talk about a guy that's not here. Who keeps Hamilton? How do you keep Hamilton in check? You want to do it when he's fist pumping, when he's you know dabbing in front of the crowd, when he's you know showing everybody his kicks, and he's you know hooting. And, I mean, who's the one that tries to keep Hamilton? But, I mean, he is his own guy, and he does bring a whole lot to this team. I guess you don't even try and contain something like that. You just let him go. <laughs> yeah. No, it's you know like it. It's a little unfair, Matt's, You know, you put him on a big stage in front of cameras and sometimes he goes a little bit crazy he loves but it i mean he, he does it up. and but that's the thing is you know when when matt's doing that stuff you know he's playing well so um for us like he's he's not one of those guys who's going to be showboating around he's not he's right. not that uh that d lineman on some nfl team that sacks a quarterback when they're down by three touchdowns and yeah. goes out there and dances around like that's not him either so if we're uh if we're seeing him doing all that kind of stuff uh at the trials and at the Olympics, I think yeah. we'll be very excited to uh, to indulge because uh, it'll mean that he's probably playing well and we're probably yeah. Winning. Yeah, it's it's not something we usually have to rein in per se because yeah, you know, like we said, our responsibilities on the team we we all have roles that we play and that's always been Matt's role. Yeah, uh, he's the energy guy for us. That's not something that I do well. It's not something that yeah. Landsteiner does well, and it's not something the skip should ever be expected yeah. to do. So you have to have a guy that brings some kind of energy like that to the game, and you know, can he you know get a little wild out there every once in a while? Yeah, but he knows it. Yeah. You know, we and we talk about if we need to, and it's really not something that affects the team. Yeah, but it's it's something that you know when the team gets down, you know, that type of energy, somebody that can bring that up even when things aren't going yeah. well is really valuable. And we talked about that when we put the team together, uh, because you know when you look at your lineup and you say, okay, you know, who's going to be the guy that. You know, keeps things loose and right. you know, has got the big high five for people whenever yeah. you know uh, they need it or uh, when they don't know they need it, but they do. <laughs> and and we all chip in with that, but you have to have a source too. You have to have a guy that you look to for that, and that's that's always been Matt for us. All right, the guy that's who's what's the bigger cult follow, following with you guys? Is it his stash or is it well? I guess now his kicks. What are they going to be this year? The blue Air Jordan high tops that uh, he's epoxied and gotten all doctored you, up, ready to go. You, you have to ask him about it. Yeah. We let him do his thing with that stuff. <laughs> And uh, we just kind of go on about our business, you know. All right, Tyler, you're a big Wolves fan. I know John used to, you know, you got some basketball shoes lying around. Do you guys ever, do you ever lace them up when you're out, uh, you know, hanging out? Do you guys ever play any any ball? I know you get in trouble if you do it. Oh, but... we're getting pretty old, Price. I don't know. I mean, we we actually got to shoot around uh, last uh, week and a half ago, two there weeks you ago, go. uh, at the Wolves uh, Center at the uh, the Mayo Sports Clinic. So we got a tour around there. We got to 
shoot some threes and and bounce the ball around a little bit. But uh, Ty's being modest over here. Is he? Yeah, he, uh, he may or may not have been the king of our little three point shooting that's contest. About, that that's we about doing, all so. I can do now, though. You know, I can't go up and down the court with those young bucks out there, the Dropkins and the Plazas of the world. Or whatever. I suppose he's getting pretty old now too. He's, he just turned thirty for God's sake. But uh, and yeah, Smitty, <laughs> and Smitty still claims he said it at nationals and he said it again this morning. He still claims that he's the best overall athlete in the high performance program. That's not true. Uh, he's he may be the best <laughs> basketball player, but he's not the best overall athlete. And and uh, you can quote me on that, no so, question. But so he boy, can kick my ass. I want to know who is. I want to <laughs> know who you got. You yeah, can, I want, you yeah who is it? The best overall athlete. Oh. Oh, you know what? I was thinking probably John Schuster. Uh, no, I was thinking Colin Huffman, but he's not in the program, so I guess that doesn't count. But if you're talking for the trials, yeah. I'd still say Colin. And if Colin and Smitty play basketball, I'd still take Colin. Well, he's got a six six eight inch height advantage. Yeah, well, still he's a better athlete. <laughs> can too. Dunk a bas- if you can dunk a basketball, you're legit, my boy. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Or, or just because you shoot, have a vertical jump, or if you can shoot under what, seventy in golf. Price, I'll tell you what. Though the fact that we can have this conversation now is a good thing because if you asked in two thousand one. <laughs> who the best athlete was out there, they'd probably uh, tell you in no uncertain terms that yeah. it didn't matter and to go do something to yourself, you know. <laughs> but, uh, like, the, the game has changed to the point now where, you know, if you take a bunch of curlers out on a basketball court, you're going to see some athletes running yeah. around out there as opposed to, you know, the guys that are just uh, kind of throwing rocks, halfway yeah. sweeping, and, you know, no big deal. But it's it's a lot different than it used to be. The game has yeah. evolved. You, you're pretty active on social media, Tyler, and I know you're on it. But you're you guys are big sports guys. That's my point. You guys love sports. You like you know Minnesota area sports. You know Wisconsin sports, Big Ten. You know pro sports. But why don't you guys, when this the whole thing is done, why don't you guys start your own Tyler and Schuster talk show? Because I think that sports talk show would be pretty fun with you two guys. Because you got some pretty in depth sports knowledge. I don't know if people want to listen to us that much. I don't know. We'll find out, I guess. We'll check out the numbers from this thing when it's done. But I'd, I would do something like that. That'd be a lot of fun. So uh, I would be a, an absolute great human being to have on any sport. I, it's, I enjoy, like, well, Price, you, know, you bring the opinions, which is really good. I don't know that I bring the opinions necessarily. Like, generally, my sports knowledge comes from what I read off of Yahoo Sports. And uh, <laughs> this guy's sports knowledge comes, off from, comes from God knows what he's reading. But he's, I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah. Like between between this guy and his uh future brother in law, hopefully someday. Yeah. Uh I mean I remember the Get to work on what, that, Derek. What, what trade was it that you guys broke before it even happened? Was that the Butler trade? Oh yeah. Uh yeah, I'll give Derek Are you credit me? for that. The one. Jimmy Butler trade. He he, he pretended before he it pretend got broke it in the morning, said I'm I'm breaking the news right now, but then he says, Well, I don't really have any sources, but it's just I think it's gonna happen and, and he was right. And but, called all the guys who were getting tr- who were going in it, like how yeah. it was happening. Yeah, I think I've news. got my Minnesota source right now when it comes to the NBA this <laughs> coming season. Yeah. By the way, the T-Wolves yeah, it's are going yeah. to be damn good this year. Carl Anthony is going to lead them to a top four. They're going to be fun to watch no matter what. We like that. So, hey, you you have a platform for these things, though, correct? We can do some of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you, you, you're not just doing the curling thing. I mean, you got a little avenue that you could, you know, you can bring us on for those we things, can, too, we if we want to branch out a little bit. I, I've got now, sources. See, we, we call out favors. You know, we come in do these interviews. No and problem, it, Price. He's not even going to be called by know? his name. He's just going to be U.S. curling guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll get some goofy moniker or something like He'll that. He'll be Ty George, hopeful, you know, Olympian after the fact but olympian oh is that the deal if, if i'm an olympian i can come on there and talk to you you can come on anytime it's just you're going to be tyler george olympian also timberwolves oh, expert. not just timberwolves you talk any minnesota sports i'm gonna have to pay a lot of attention to these guys uh, now, Tim. 
<laughs> All right. You aren't going to anyway. <laughs> Let's wrap this thing up here. One question, uh, you know, one more, two more questions walking out the door. What's harder, John, winning the U.S. Olympic trials in curling or competing at the Olympic Games knowing the world's watching? Oh, it's, I mean, it's a, a thousand times. The Anybody who's ever been to an Olympics knows that the, like, just the microscope that they yeah. put on the Olympics every four years for sports like ours that don't necessarily have that microscope. The the Olympics is a is a completely different animal. Yeah. I mean, it's the without the competition, you're talking you're you're leaving home for a month, which, you know, we do a lot of traveling, but it's not straight traveling and uh you know, the last Olympics we had a just a gauntlet running into it and we were yeah. out of gas by the time we got there. Yeah. But um it it's definitely the 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 Olympic Games is a beast all of its own but yeah. the olympic trials also i mean is uh you get like here it's a I mean, it's basically magnified nationals where mm-hmm. you have to play instead of playing 10 games and playing the the four best teams and then four or five other teams mm-hmm. now you have to play the four best teams that are with you and then play them again to even get into the playoffs there's yeah. only where there's less teams to play so it's not a um it, it's definitely no yeah. walk in the park yeah well, i can tell you for a I mean, having not been to an Olympics, I, I don't have a frame of reference there. But yeah. uh, when it comes to trials slash nationals for something different or mm-hmm. then uh, the event coming after the Worlds of the Olympics, I yeah. always prefer to play in the big show. Yeah. Like, it's easier for me to do that. And hopefully it is that way with the Olympics. I know it's a totally yeah. different ballgame. But, but if we're talking Worlds and nationals, like, I hate nationals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hate nationals. Yeah. Because we expect to win every sure. year. And that's, you know, I'm not saying, you know, that's that's not an egotistical thing for our team. That should be anybody's, yeah. you know, uh, that's how they feel when they take the ice. So anything but winning nationals yeah. is is no good for us, you know. Yeah. But you go to Worlds, I mean, yeah, we're still looking to get, you know, on the podium. That's yeah. that's the goal. But but you don't have to watch somebody else wearing the colors doing it instead of you. You yeah. know, you're there. You're yeah. at the big show. There isn't another tournament. We're not representing Earth somewhere else, you know. We're, we're playing for the world championship, and that's yeah. it. So hopefully we have that same type of ads with the Olympics. You know, oh, we get through there and it's for sure. have I fun mean, with it's, it. Yeah. It's absolutely the way you need to take it. It's just the it's, – it's just the, the – Probably a lot easier to say it, yeah. too. <laughs> when, when, uh, I'll let yeah, you know hey, maybe next you what, year. You get, your, you get your toes wet hopefully this year. We're, uh, yeah, but that's, that's the part that, you know, I hope that, you know, now – experiencing it three times and, and having somebody on our team that has experienced it as well in, in land center yeah. will be, uh, and, and Joe, yeah. truthfully, we have, you know, three veterans and, yeah. you know, and then I won't have to both the last two Olympics. I was the only returning person. Well, I guess Jeff was with me this last Olympics, but, yeah. um, that was looked at to lead that experience. Whereas now it won't necessarily be the case because right. yeah. Ty's been at the Olympics. Like he's experienced the grandeur of the Olympics when his sister was there in 06. Sure. So, um, we have a people. We have a lot of experience in and around the Olympic Games now on this yeah. team, so. and that, that's something we really should mention too. That we have a fifth man that we don't look at as a fifth man. Yeah, yeah. we we're we're as much of a a five man team with regard to the value of everybody on the team as as any team I've yeah. ever been on. You know, Joe Polo is not a guy that's along for the ride. Right. You know, Joe is a guy that's along to help his team. Right. He'll be playing with us this weekend in Winnipeg <laughs> while Matt's doing the doubles here at yeah. the uh, at the uh, Curling Night in America. And uh, Joe is going to be spotting in for a couple of weeks with us too during the year. So I mean, and a guy that's got that kind of experience and you know that level-headed attitude and the uh, Swiss Army knife type yeah. uh, guy that you can just slot in wherever you need him to. I mean, Joe is uh, he's been invaluable to this team and uh, will continue to be this year too. All right, one last question, real quick. I know out the door, you guys are big involved in House of Hearts. It's in March every year. I think you held it. It was in Duluth again this past year. Always in Duluth. 
Huge money you guys raised again this past year. I know it's something that you guys are passionate about. Just talk a little bit about you know why you guys are involved in House of Hearts every single year and the great cause that it's for. Well, I mean, you said it right there. Uh, you know, we're putting food in hungry kids' backpacks uh, with Project Joy, uh, something that the Plies family has been deeply involved in for a long time, and they've always been passionate about. Yep. And uh, House of Hearts itself is, has been a, an event that's uh, benefited multiple different foundations, uh, the, the Heart Association, uh, local health care. Uh, but we, we've uh, now settled in with uh, with Project Joy, and it, it's fun to, to do something that you can directly see the impact, you yeah. know, uh, in people's faces, you know, with the check presentation, everything, and to hear Laura applies uh, tell us that uh, because of the the event, we're able to feed kids for three months just because of the uh, every yeah. kid in the program just from that one event yeah. that we do. And you know, I'd be lying if I didn't say it's a great party, and people come in and have a great time, and it's a great reason to see all your friends, and it's it's developed a cult following because yeah. uh, not just all the good it does, but because we get to get a great boot. A group of people together that uh, really enjoy each other and, and it grows your curling family you know people yeah. you might not regularly get to to meet or if you want to play with top players from around the world that you know you've uh, uh you've gotten to see play on tv yeah. or whatever you realize they're just regular people like you you know and uh, you make some amazing friendships through it so i mean there, there's so many good things that come out of it but uh, above and beyond all else just yeah. to know that you're you're doing something that directly impacts somebody's everyday life a child's everyday yeah. life i mean uh, I can't think of something that'd be more meaningful to me. Well, I know you don't sleep a lot, but I know you also have a whole lot of fun at House of Hearts. But guys, Tyler George, John <laughs> Schuster, thanks so much, guys. Team Schuster, you guys on the ice in Omaha next week at the Olympic Trials. All the best and good luck from us here at Twelfth End Sports Network. Thank you, Price. Thank thanks, you guys. Very much, buddy. Have you tried different weight loss programs and are still looking for results? I was too until I found Isagenics, and it didn't take long before I started getting the results that I wanted. Isagenics is a complete 9-day or 30-day weight loss energy performance and health aging program. With over 550,000 customers in 7 countries, Isagenics' science-backed ingredients and products are rigorously tested for safety and will help boost your weight loss efforts by gently cleansing and nourishing your body. Isagenics' cleansing and fat-burning system has helped me relieve daily stress and given me even more energy to play with my kids from sun up to sun down. Every day, and every week I'm coming across and meeting a friend of mine that is also an Isagenics customer. My personal Isagenics associate, Sarah Schuster, helped me take control of my health and most importantly, my life. Sarah walked me through the entire process, answered every question, and most importantly, serves as my personal daily cheerleader. And she can do the same and more for you. Give Sarah a call with the keyword curling at 218 218- 391-1566 and she'll waive your one-year membership fee. Stop making excuses and start taking control. Let Sarah get you started on a healthier life at 218-391-1566. Isogenics did it for me and it can do it for you. Instead of a roundtable this week, guys, what we're going to do is going to bring you a little bit from Winterfest yesterday. I just got back from New York City, fresh off the 
Team USA's 100 Days Out Winterfest presented by Hershey's right in the absolute heart of Times Square. Had a blast absolutely meeting all the curling fans, the people that came up and said, oh, curling, I want to try it, came over to the curling demo uh, and just got their first taste of some street curling there uh, at the Winterfest 100 Days Out. Just all kinds of Olympians, members of Team USA, but members we had from USA Curling, and that would be John Schuster, Sarah and Taylor Anderson, and Jamie Sinclair. They were on site, did media interviews, interacted with the fans, gave some uh, curling instructions and tips, especially it was awesome watching them uh, interact and the girls give uh, some of New York's finest uh, and firefighters some curling tips. So I caught up with Jamie and John first and then had a little bit of time with Sarah and Taylor from Winterfest in New York City, Times Square, and this is what they had to say about their fall seasons and you know where they're at right now getting ready to go to Omaha and what they're going to do more importantly with this last free open weekend to get a little bit of R&R final prep in before heading to the trials. All right, welcome into New York City, Times Square. Jamie Sinclair and John Schuster, both skips here. How crazy is this? We are at Winterfest in Times Square, the Olympic itch. I've got it now, guys. What do y'all think? <laughs> I love it. It's uh, the atmosphere here, the people, uh, the fans, and uh, the other athletes. It's an amazing environment. Just happy to be here. Yeah, no, it's anytime you get a chance to come and, you know, rub elbows with the with the other sports best in that our country has to offer and kind of start feeling a little bit like a team, like Team USA. It definitely gets, uh, definitely flips the switch for me anytime you get a chance to do that. Yeah, we're here in Times Square at the Team USA Curling Challenge presented by Oreo. And as we're getting ready, obviously the, the end is near as we get ready for the Olympic trials next week. But really, first of all, what does this do? Does this give you guys kind of, Jamie and I were just talking, the Olympic itch? I mean, you've already had it, but when you come see all the other athletes, Team USA, everywhere, does this kind of like, oh, boy, this gets me excited? <laughs> uh, I mean, yes and no. I mean, it's I, we're getting to the point in the schedule now where, you know, I'm planning out my almost hour by hour as opposed to day by day, week by week. And, uh, I mean, again, it's you come here and they they dress you all up in this awesome USA swag and um, and put you with these other athletes and yeah it it definitely makes makes me realize that the focus that that I do put into this is uh, is what it, it kind of brings to fruition like what what it is that we're working for. See, he's big time and us having been down to the Olympics what three times, Jamie. This I know. I see the smile on your face. This is really cool. Isn't it? Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm beyond excited right now. Um, this is extremely motivating for me, uh, especially leading into the home stretch here. Uh, just a week and a bit left before the trials. Uh, but then on the flip side of that, it's like we're getting decked out in uh, in Olympic team gear here this weekend, and uh, you definitely you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself. You know, um, like we still need to perform at the Olympic trials. We still need to just go back and and uh, make shots. So um, as much as as I'm excited, and I really just want to get the Olympic trials started um I I, I can't get too far uh, ahead of myself now he's been down this road before but have you felt any more pressure that's kind of slowly build I mean you come out of the masters this past weekend the second slam does it kind of feel all right now that that's behind us it's starting to every single day you feel a little bit more or is it just kind of been there and just gets closer and you know it yeah, no, um, the pressure hasn't hasn't been a thing yet. I haven't experienced it uh, yet. I mean, maybe it'll come as the as the trials get closer, but right now uh, just feeling confident, uh, happy with how the team's performing. And, uh, I mean, 
we see the other teams competing and, and uh, putting up results on tour as well. So um, there's no team to be taken lightly out there. And uh, we're, um, yeah, we're just going to focus on ourselves and do what we have to do. All right, John, this is old rodeo for you, old hat, but you're getting ready to make another run at this thing. I know it's exciting every time you do it. We just had you, played our interview with you and Tyler on the Extra Extra podcast a little bit earlier here in the episode, but just this never gets old, as you mentioned, and this is just a first step in another journey to get back to the Olympics for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it, it's wild, and, and, you know, we looked at this, and, and when you decide you're going to give an Olympic run, uh, you know, a go at the beginning of it, you you kind of, you know, you commit yourself for four years, and it's, um, and you know, the Olympic trials are three point three years, nine months, uh, you know, in the making, like of the thought process, and um, you know, it's it's a hundred days to to Pyeongchang right now, and it's you know, ten days to trials, and and I think right now is just like like Jamie said, just like excitement at at the preparation that our teams put together, and just. Want to get on the ice and, and have an awesome performance. Yeah. And, Jamie, uh, talk to us. Just coming out of the slam at the Masters this weekend, Lloyd Minster, you guys uh, get in a little bit of a hole, but you rally, you make the playoffs. Does that give you a lot of confidence, a shot in the arm, feeling good going to Omaha now? Yeah, we uh, we definitely had a rough start, starting off uh, 0-2. But uh, I think super proud of the team because we were able to rally and we really buckled down and there was a lot of pressure on us and we were able to perform under pressure. Um, so I think that, that, that is a, that's a big boost of confidence going into the trials. The trials are, there's going to be a lot of pressure there. It's going to be a heightened environment. So we know that we can perform when the stakes are high. So um, just feeling good and uh, hopefully we can just make as many shots as we did uh, this past weekend. John, give me a snapshot for Team Schuster from the fall. You guys come out of the uh, the Masters. I know it probably wasn't the weekend or the week that you wanted, but you're in a tough pool. Just kind of give us a little snapshot as you guys get ready to t- get to Baxter Arena in Omaha. You know, we we, we played seven events, and and we what, what we were really trying to do this year is to get in uh, games against the very best in the world. And, you know, when you play the very best in the world, you don't always come up with great records. But we had uh, – you know, we had a couple really good successful weeks where it, where it showed and, you know, made the finals of a spiel and qualified in a slam and qualified in another top-tier event. Um, and, and this last weekend at the slam, um, you know, we we played against, you know, top 10 teams in the world and, and proved we belong there. And uh, so, yeah, I, we don't so much look at the results as we put together. Um, we've, we've done great getting ready for our processes uh, so when we get to trials, that we're going to be that we're ready to go. And there's nobody on the men's side, of course, of the four teams that are going to be in Omaha. There's nobody that is battle tested, has played anywhere the competition schedule that you guys have, and y'all just haven't played it. You guys have beaten some of the best. I mean, as Jamie has too. But you know, just real quick, uh, talk about your teammates and just the excitement to get this journey started again. I mean, it's already started, but really, when we get to Omaha, changes a little bit. Yeah, no, it's uh, I. I mean, it's it's been fun. This is the first Olympics since 2006 with me, where I've been with a team like the same four guys for an extended period of time, and it's just been fun uh, going through this journey together. And I think um, we really the last few weeks have have been able to to have some great talks and really put ourselves um, in a, in a good place where we're ready to to go to the trials and have a lot of fun. And usually, when you're having a lot of fun, you're uh, you're winning some curling games. So, well, we'll be at Stinson Park for another Winterfest in. 
Omaha in Exarban Village, right next to Baxter Arena. Jamie Sinclair and the and the women's teams are going to be signing autographs at first session while the men are on the ice. I'll be over there. I hope everybody that's going to be in Omaha will join us. But just real quick out the door, your last three weekends, guys, what do you do this last weekend? I mean, you get, you've been on the road, been all over the place. What are you going to do with your open weekend? Well, um, well, we've been I, the team. My team's played five weekends in a row leading up to right now. So uh, when I get home on uh, Thursday, I'm definitely gonna do a little R and R. Probably sleep for a full day, and then after that, uh, really start to get mentally and physically prepared for the trials. You know, get some good practices in, get some good team practices in, and uh, just building that momentum for uh, the trials. I'm going deer hunting, man. <laughs> what a way to blow off steam, going to deer, deer hunt and then kick back on the couch for James. I mean, I mean, in all seriousness, like, uh, it's just a, it's something, it's a tradition that we have, and, and I mean, I'm going to be able to practice all the way up until Friday night and then go spend Saturday out in the woods with, uh, with family and friends that I've been doing it for a long time with, and, and then on Sunday morning for another hour or two, and then head back and, and get back in my routine that I, you know, that I planned out for. So it's. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be literally gone from Duluth for about maybe 36 hours, but it's going to be, uh, you know, it's, it's always fun to be able to do that with my dad and brother-in-law and, uh, and some really close friends of my family. And, and that's the kind of stuff that just always reminds me that curling is just a game that we get to play. Well, Skip, Jamie Sinclair, John Schuster, thank you guys so much for the time here at Winterfest in Times Square. And thank you so much for the time on the Extra Extra and Podcast this fall. We've had a lot of fun with you guys. Just can't wait to see you again on the ice for just a few days. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Preston. Thank you. All right, back here on the Extraction Podcast. So we are here in Times Square Winterfest, and, boy, we're having some fun. And this time here talking with Taylor and Sarah Anderson from Team Christensen. What is this experience like, guys? This is, I'll say this, this is really cool when you guys are out there doing the curling and interacting with everybody. How awesome and fun is this? It's so much fun teaching people how to curl. Just people like just keep lining up to learn, and it's awesome seeing people interested in the sport. Sarah? Yeah, we're getting great feedback. Everyone's like, oh, I watch it all the time on the Olympics. I love the sport. I've always wanted to try it. So it's great to meet these people right in the middle of Times Square and be able to teach them how to curl. So for you guys as some of the younger athletes here, what is this like, you know, kind of, I mean, you've competed at world championships before, you've won nationals, but, you know, get a taste of this Olympic experience here in Times Square, New York. What is this like for you guys? It's definitely inspiring seeing the other athletes that are like two-time Olympians, three-time Olympians, and it's really cool to hear their stories and see how far they've come and what we can learn from them. We think, Sarah. Yeah, I mean, it's a great atmosphere here. We've been hanging out with all the different winter Olympic sports going on, and it's just like everyone's so supportive. Everyone we see is asking of us, oh, when's your trials? Like, good luck. I'm going to be cheering for you from every all across all the winter sports. So, so what, with trials obviously just days away now, I mean, we're in the final throws. Less than two weeks to go. I mean, we're in single digits. Does this kind of get you a little bit you know, fired up to get to Omaha after a long, I know, grueling fall to get ready for this? Yeah, I think, I mean, even before this, we cannot wait to go to trials. We cannot wait to finally, you know, lay it all down on the ice. And um, I think we're really excited to compete. And especially from a weekend like this, it's like really getting us in the mindset of where we want to be. What do you think, Taylor? Yeah, definitely ready to play. And um, we're going to trust our training and be confident out there and uh, show people what we got. Because this has been a long, I say fall in air quotes, but I mean, this really began back in July with obviously the Olympic year we're in now. I mean, does it feel like this thing has been going forever, like it's kind of March in your bodies, like in a normal curling year? 
Yeah, it definitely feels like a season's already like near the end, but we're just beginning really. So it's what we put all the training in for, and we're ready for the long season. What's been the highlight for Team Christensen so far this fall? I mean, what has really stood out? You know, whether it be a, you know a different spiel. Um, what maybe an interaction you guys had, a training weekend? What's maybe something that has stood out that has really, you know, been a highlight of this fall for you all? You know, what I think is really a highlight of this fall is just how our team has come together and really trust each other. I mean, I feel like we've made up a lot of ground this year, just having Phil Dropnik as our coach, and we're really coming together and really liking where we're headed, and I think we're just in a really good, like, close-knit, tight, uh, excited team. And um, I think that's just been weekend after weekend. I mean, we're doing a lot of spiels this fall, and that's really all developed over the weekends. So um, I think we, like, planned our schedule accordingly, and it's going to hopefully pay off. Taylor? Yeah. Um, yeah, we've definitely worked really hard this season. We've come together, and we think we're going to be ready for the trials. All right, you've got a married woman on your team now. What is that like? Because Jenna obviously ties the knot. Is change? Is she running home? I mean, she's at the gym, I'm sure, as long as you guys are. But having a married, is, do y'all give her a hard time a little bit at all? No, she's just as dedicated dedicated as she's ever been. Um, you know, it's, Doug supports her so much through curling. He's always following the scores when they're gone, and he's going to be at trial supporting her. So it's really just, you know, an, a great step in her life, and, you know, she's a great athlete. So I think we're they're all excited. To see she was pretty good doing her uh, Twitter Q&A the other day. I thought she was hilarious when she took over the USA uh, curling. What did you guys think? Give her a high mark. Yeah, that's naturally Jenna. I give her a five out of five. She's always a funny character to have with you, and I definitely think she did a great job representing her. All right, we got one. Ask Jamie and Schuster. I, you got one open weekend, right? I mean, this is your last free weekend. You guys have been on the road. I mean, it's been a grueling fall. What are you going to do with this kind of last open weekend to relax, chill? Are you going to get manis and petties, or is it going to be binge watching TV? Is it going to be sleeping twenty four seven? What are you going to do with this last free weekend? I'm going to still be practicing and working out, but Saturday night I think I'm going to probably make it to the wild game. Oh, awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we've scheduled practices for this weekend coming up um, in the normal routine. But uh, I'm actually going to the wild game on Thursday to start my weekend early. Um, but this weekend um, I think we're going to have a girls' night on Friday night and just, you know, catch up with our roommates and just have a nice low-key weekend. How has it been? And I guess that's a quick way. I'm glad you brought that up. Now in the Twin Cities, you've been there for a little while, but is it starting to be like home there in, in, in Minneapolis-St. Paul, and or is it, nah, you long for Pennsylvania? Yeah, I definitely miss the East Coast, but Minnesota's becoming a little bit more like home slowly, and um, I'm trying to not make it, but I definitely enjoy it. I like being there, and I uh, made some good friends, so I'm, it feels like home. Yeah. Yeah, um, I definitely enjoy uh, Minnesota more in the summertime than I do in the winter. But good thing that we curl so much, so I'm not even barely home in Minnesota in the winter time. Yeah. So it's working out pretty well. well awesome, Taylor, Sarah. Just pre- pre- pleasure to have you guys on the Extraction Podcast. Sarah, we had you earlier. I'm glad we get to bookend it now with the Taylor. So we get both the twins on with us this fall. But can't wait to see you guys here next week in Omaha. It's go time, guys. Yeah, it is. We're ready to go. We'll see you there. Well, thank you guys for doing this. Can't wait to do it again. We'll see you there. Thank you. Thank you.
All right, that's John Schuster, Jamie Sinclair, and the Anderson twins, Sarah and Taylor. Had an absolute blast with the four of them yesterday in Times Square at Winterfest. Just all the athletes and, you know, the Team USA gear and seeing everybody excited, ready uh, to embark on this journey now, 99 days away from the opening ceremonies in South Korea as of today, being Thursday, November the 2nd. So a, a lot of fun. Just thank you to USA Curling and Team USA for the opportunity for me to go up there and participate in the curling demo event and you know we'll be doing it again at Stinson Park in Omaha Sarban Village on Saturday November the 11th Winterfest going to run from 11 to 5 p.m. there going to have all kinds of cool interactive stuff Team Christensen Team Sinclair Team Roth will be there signing autographs I believe starting at 1.30 on Saturday November the 11th come over and check us out there in Sarban Village just across from Baxter Arena but when we come back Joe and I are going to put a bow on this thing and start turning for home as we get ready for the Olympic trials next week. We'll be right back on the Extraction Podcast. Whenever you travel for bond spiels, business, or other travel, please remember to go to TESN.us and click on the Expedia banner. When you book your travel through the banner on TESN.us, a small portion of that booking goes to TESN affiliates. If you like TESN, please remember to support our affiliates by clicking on the Expedia banner when you travel. Thanks for supporting our affiliates. All right, welcome back in to the Extract Trend Podcast. Price Atkinson, Joe Calabrese put a bow on this thing here of Episode 9, inching ever so close to the Olympic trials. You know, this time next week, Joe, as people are listening, you will be there, you and B.A., and I will be a day behind you guys, but uh, it is here. It is go time. It is time for the Olympic trials, but I'd be remiss if we did not say we will bring you an Olympic trials preview special Next week, you will be able to hear that right here on the Extraction Podcast with the 12th In Sports Network, powered by Isogenics. You will be able to hear that as we get kind of set the table. That episode, I think what we're going to try and do, Joe, is maybe have that episode out a little bit earlier next week, maybe Wednesday, to give everybody a little bit of time to digest that before we do go to Omaha. So uh, we will set the table and get you ready for what should be an exciting event there at Baxter Arena. Yeah, Price, let's talk quickly about how people can actually watch those trials. So, you know, through the USOC and the USCA, TESN is partnering with NBCSN to provide web streaming of uh, the round-robin portion of the trials for free on the NBC Sports app. Boy, those were a lot of initials in that first sentence. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) To watch, you're going to have to download the app. So that's that NBC Sports app. And you're going to either have to use that app or watch it on your computer. And you might need to authenticate your app with your cable provider. Um, While we're running it for free, it is through the NBC Sports app. The round robin is going to run from Saturday, November 11th to Wednesday, September. I'm sorry, September. Wednesday, November 15th. And uh, the women are going to be playing a triple round robin and the men are going to be playing a double round robin. I'd suggest that you download that app today and make sure that you're going to be able to see the round robin portion of the event. Any tiebreaker is also going to be web stream only on Thursday, November 16th. Then NBCSN takes over, and the playoffs are going to be a mix of live and tape-delayed coverage on NBCSN. The playoffs run from Thursday, November 16th to Saturday, November 18th, and they're best two out of three. And the winners, there are representatives in South Korea. If you have trouble digesting all that, <clears throat> listeners, we will we will make sure that we get this out on the at twelfth in at twelfth in sports on Twitter and certainly the twelfth in sports network Facebook page. We schedule of games is already up there, but we'll make sure we outline this 
for you exactly how Joe mentioned. And great exposure to go to the NBC app and smartphones everywhere to be able to watch it. But we will forewarn you right now that you will likely and almost 99% have to authenticate uh, after usually you get so much time to to view sometimes and then you have to enter your you know cable provider you will likely need to enter that cable provider your email and then your passcode whatever that is so just be prepared if you need to go searching for that call your cable company this would be a good time between now and the trials to do so so you will not be left out in the cold joe yeah you know uh you might have to find a friend, go to their house to watch some of these games. But you know what? There's going to be two games a day each day during that round robin. And uh, we're really excited to bring it to people. It's a little bit different than we've, than we've normally done. You know, YouTube has been very good to us, and the USOC has been very uh, helpful with that. Um, but this gives us the opportunity to bring Curlin to a whole new audience. And so we're really excited to uh, bring it to this, this, intro, this new platform. Uh, for the Olympic trials uh, in just a week or so. Yeah, and most of uh, we'll have a full, obviously, full day of action. Uh, you know, on the weekend, the opening weekend, and then w- when we kind of turn the page and get going into Sunday, as we move through th- through the next several days, Joe. I mean, we're, you're looking, as you mentioned, um, really looking at a, a a morning and afternoon uh, or a morning and evening. Um, sessions because in the east coast it will basically be starting at at 12 noon and then you'll have an eight o'clock session take a take a late lunch if you want to watch some curling uh, that week but it'll pretty much be a a noon and 8 p.m swing here in the east local time it'll be 11 a.m and 7 there in Omaha, but go ahead and set your uh, set your calendar, set your work schedules. Uh, obviously, going to be some good late nights uh, all through the week to enjoy fantastic curling as we will have it right up until a possible playoff on Thursday before NBC takes over, Joe. Yeah, and you know, I, we've been talking with the folks at NBC Sports, and I know that they're real excited to be bringing this to you too. So, uh, make sure you get uh, your cable uh, system set up correctly, and uh, we will see you in just about a week. Yep. So, we'll go ahead and get out of here. It's been another great episode. Just appreciate John Schuster, Tyler George, fantastic conversation with them. Uh, just appreciate uh, all our sponsors this week. Certainly, you want to get in our contest giveaway this week. Go to tesn.us forward slash podcast. Enter with the widget right there on the webpage, Joe. And, you know, we will have that trials preview show next week. Set the table. Likely will be a day early. Going to try and get that thing up and running, get everything cut so uh, people can have even more time, our listeners, just to digest it and have a little fun with it, Uh, especially if you're going to be going to Omaha uh, for the trials. A great way, maybe a good listen on the plane out there. Yeah, you know, uh, we're sort of done with the interviews of these teams, and now it's just all about what we think of what's going to happen. So we'll give you some predictions and views, and uh, we'll bring in some guests too and try to get their opinions as well as uh, we are just a few days away. Price, uh, you ready to go? I am ready. I cannot wait. And uh, let listeners also know if you're going to be there opening weekend, the Winterfest uh, activities at Stinson Park and Exarban Village. Exarban Village is right there basically out the front doors of Baxter Arena. There's a lot of places to eat, find something to drink, uh, hotels. Our hotel is right there at Exarban Village, but Stinson Park right there, that is where on 
on Saturday. I think I've got it from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time, the Winterfest uh, presented by Hershey's in conjunction with the USOC. That will be going on at Stinson Park. I know several, I think the women's teams are going to be over there signing autographs Saturday afternoon after the men's draw gets, first men's draw gets going. Uh, I think you've got a bobsledder that's going to be there. There'll be all kinds of interactive games, activities for the kids. So make sure to come over there and join us uh, at Winterfest. But let's go ahead and get out of here, Joe. Another big one here, episode nine. And if I'd be remiss, we're both walking out winners today is the Carolina Panthers and Buffalo Bills. We each score big wins this past weekend. Boy, another week, another win, Price. You know, they're both teams playing uh, pretty well. Uh, you know, the uh, Buffalo Bills have a Thursday nighter, though, on the road this week. I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, we're walking out winners, and we're going to walk out the door right here. Appreciate everybody listening in, tuning in to the Extraction Podcast. All about you guys, our listeners. Curling fans cannot wait to do this again next week with the Trials Preview Show. We can't wait to do it from Omaha. Hope to see you there. We'll be back next week on the Extraction Podcast with the 12th In Sports Network, powered by Isagenics. Thanks for being with us on this edition of the Extra Extra In Podcast with Price Atkinson. Follow Price and the 12th In Sports Network crew on Twitter and Facebook to stay up on our weekly contests, giveaways, and guests for upcoming episodes of the Extra Extra In Podcast, powered by Isogenics. Llegó la venta en Vuelve la Alegría de JCPenney. Completa tu lista de regalos y ahorra 25% extra con el cupón de esta semana. O ahorra hasta 80% en joyería fina con ofertas Redbow después del cupón. Visita Sephora dentro de JCPenney y encuentra las marcas de belleza y perfumes que les encantan. Y aprovecha y entrega tu auto. Juntos en celebración y paz. JCPenney. Ofertas válidas del 20 al 24 de diciembre. Aplican condiciones y exclusiones. Sephora se excluye de los cupones. Detalles en la tienda o jcp.com.